so good for you for real for fun for everyone you're listening to out loud orlando the homo happy hour the most unique radio show and podcast heard of its kind whenever you ask every tuesday at eastern time <laughs> where <laughs> at 4 p.m eastern time every day at wprk 91.5 fm the best on basement radio you can also catch up on our past episodes at www.homohappyhour.com i am your host dj crazy jc john and we are in episode number 98 it's getting closer Hallelujah. 100. We gotta we gotta do something fun for the hundredth episode. Maybe a, a podcast from a park or something. Oh no, we'll do it and from here. Th- and then throw it. it it's in. air conditioned here. That's true. Sorry, sis. <laughs> you hear him there? It's Tom the Elderberry. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. How are you doing? I'm doing lovely. We got in before the flood. Yes, we did. The lightning was striking, and it was. I uh, do you ever do the lightning count where? Like, oh, yeah. You see the lightning in the one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three. Yeah, I do that too every time to see how far away it is. Like when we were walking here, you get that rush of wind. That's like five minutes. It's like wrap to happen. Yeah, go ahead and wrap it up and get inside or get that umbrella out because it's going to start raining. It was lovely seeing all the beautiful people back on campus. Yes, campus is back. Welcome back, kids. I love it. Welcome back, everybody. We missed you. Hope you had a great summer. I know. I know. And welcome to the new, to the new um, freshmen. I know. Congratulations. We're glad you're here. We are very glad you're here. here. We've got a lot of dirt for you. We've and got a, little a bit lot of, tea. of a lot of gay things today. We've got serious stuff. We've got not so serious stuff, and we got stuff in between. But first, we want to start with two things that we've taken from the past week, and I will go ahead and start. My first one is sometimes goals get moved, not necessarily thrown out. Absolutely. Like I had a goal and. I used to, before I got on mental health meds, <laughs> but before my psych meds, I used to get really upset if I had something planned or I had a goal and I wasn't able to reach it whenever I had it planned, I would get really upset. Now I'm like, oh, you know what? It doesn't matter. It's not saying keep putting it off because then you have procrastination you have to deal with. But just if you meet, if you have a goal and you don't meet that goal, it's okay. Just move the goal back a little more. Exactly. Unless somebody's, unless it's like a teacher giving you a goal saying, okay, you have to get this done by this. Oh yeah, that doesn't you work. Have to, you have to do it that way. Goals don't change when it's <laughs> told to you by a teacher (laughs) but if it's a personal thing you can absolutely i can get that done by next week yes and you have to allow yourself grace and you can yeah whoever she is kelly she's dead oh yes (laughs) miss grace you have to allow yourself grace jones she'll get you in the mood yes she will. the second thing is make the most of every second 
Um, Preach. Yesterday, my stepsister's husband was mowing the lawn, and out of nowhere, he had a massive heart attack and fell and died. She tried to give him CPR, didn't come back or anything like that. And it just makes me say, make the most of every second. Because in addition to that, my stepmother... She has Alzheimer's, which has gotten very worse, very much worse, to where she's asking what's her last name. She doesn't know my dad. She doesn't know when they got married. It all happens at nighttime, sundown. and Yep, sundowner syndrome. And so now it's going to be even harder that here she lost her son-in-law, and she's not going to be able to remember it. And it's part of the support system that helps care for her. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. It, it's and my that's her and Steph is, is my stepsister's name, Steph and Jeff. That isn't that. That's like the perfect marriage name, Steph and Jeff. Right. It's like Chip and Dale, but Steph and Jeff helped helped out a lot since my dad had his heart surgery. They helped out a lot, and now. Now it's getting turned now, you know, paying it forward. But it just made me think, you know, with both of those things about my stepmother and about my stepbrother-in-law is just make the most of every second. Yeah, my friend Kathy, her mom just passed from dementia and Alzheimer's, and I was able to give her the same thing that you're talking about. Make each day count. Yes. Make all the interactions as positive and good as you can because you never know what the last things you're going to say. Exactly. You never know. If you get mad at somebody and say something, you never know. That could be the last time. So you don't want to do that. So what are your two things? Okay. (laughs) My first one. When you have that friend and you keep trying to help them and they finally cross the line, Mm -hmm. letting that go is freeing. Yes. Yes. I felt unburdened yesterday for the first time in eight years. Good. Now I want to piggyback that on my second thing. Okay. My second thing is I am so thankful and grateful for modern medicine. Yes. Because I was lucky enough to get the monkeypox vaccine. Yes. Now, the person that I set free has been lying to people for a week and a half saying he had it. Had monkeypox? Uh-huh. When he didn't. It's not the person that we had talked to. No, it's somebody else <laughs> that we had discussed privately, you right, and I. Right, Can you believe that? Using I, it for money and sympathy? Right. I, that. Vulgar. Uh, that's disgusting. Why people would do that. I feel bad. I feel really bad for the, the mental health of the person that does that. Yeah, me too. But I wouldn't put it past anybody to do that. I mean. Yeah, because he said he had to quarantine, so people were feeling bad for him. It's like, buy me a pizza. Bring me some groceries. Oh, no. I'd be like, no, no, I'm sorry. That's pretty much what everybody said. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Because if I pull up on there and I don't see red spots all over you, then I'm taking those groceries back with me or pizza home with me. <laughs> I, I definitely would. Yeah, it was just shocking that somebody would do that. Right, and right. speaking of monkeypox, there's a lot of places that you can get vaccinated for that if you are of 
that mindset? Yes, Crew Health. Um, you can call them for an appointment. They have monkeypox vaccines. Uh, the Department the, of Health. Department of Health. You can go on the website. What is it, Monday? On Monday morning, they lo- they open it up at like 8 o'clock in the morning, and that's for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. They can't do vaccines Thursday and Friday because they don't know how many they're going to have. Right. Um, you can also contact the center because they will be booking future things with con- in conjunction with the Department of Health. Which I'm sure when the center is able to offer it, which what if I'm not mistaken, what they do is they just set the appointments and then Department of Health does the vaccine. Yeah, they have their staff do all the paperwork yeah. because that's where I got mine. And then the nurses are the ones that do the vaccine. Right. It was really amazing. I, I've never felt more grateful to be able to be on the, the edge of keeping up with that. I'm sure that we um, that we'll see that they'll advertise when they are when the center is doing that. Right, and then they did one last week at District Dive that a lot of people were able to access. Yes, and the one at District Dive um, was started at two, and they were full by three. Yeah, and it was supposed to be four to six. Yeah, but there was a lot of people that are taking advantage of this, and yes, it's nice That's because our thing. the CDC said today that people. 48% of respondents had said they were going to local, lower their sexual partners until they can get the vaccine. Right. Which is the only way we can do it right now. Right. Right. And it's not just considered a sexually transmitted disease. The only reason it's found commonly that way is because you're touching each other. Right. But, yeah. There's children getting it now. There's animals getting it now. Mm-hmm. It's. Mm-hmm. It's It's spreading. It it's is. spreading. Now, the vaccine, that's a good com- a, a conversation to get into before we start going into local. But since we're talking about it, the vaccine, there are some side effects with it. There are. So not everybody's getting the side effects, but a lot of the most of the people that I've known that have gotten the vaccine are getting that side effect. And the side effects may more than anything is so t- sleepy and fatigue. Uh, it's like having the flu really bad for two days. Okay. And then where you the injection site, don't rub it, don't massage it, don't scratch it because it's going to itch. Yeah. And it feels like you got kicked by a donkey. I guess it would itch because monkeypox are itchy anyway. That's part of it because it is a live virus, although it's not active. Right. But they're they're not doing it into the muscle. They're doing it through your dermis, right. so it has to be absorbed through the dermis. Right. And my unofficial poll of five is once it gets absorbed through the dermis, that side of your body, the lymph node in your arm has to process it. Okay. So it gets really f- fragrant. Really funky. Fragrant. Pungent. <laughs> <laughs> it has a nodiferous odor for like two days. So, so you use double the amount of deodorant on your one. It on doesn't the side. matter. Really, it overpowers it. Oh my gosh! I know. What an odd, what an odd side effect to get bo in one pit, only one. Because I was like, I was, I'm like, is that me? And I'm like, no, yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then my friend in Mississippi was like, man, the next day I was like, is that me? And he did the, yes, no. Yeah, the one, you're like, no, it's not me. Then you the other one, yeah, it is me. And then Casper was like, wow, 
because I let him know in advance. Right. And just because I'm like, I'm taking an unofficial poll here. And he's like, I thought you were jerking my chain at first. No, girl, I don't jerk your chain about side effects. <laughs> but after that, I mean, what an I felt side effect. fine. Yeah. It, it makes sense. It's a small price to pay to avoid monkeypox because I've seen a friend of mine has it who he's a, a flight attendant. So goodness only knows who he was up close against. Or if we're work related. Yeah. Yeah, or just going out and people, are, you know, to a place that's all... Again, we're not about stigma. Especially circuit parties, because the circuit parties, you're shirtless and rubbing against each other, they're packed. Even that way you can get it. But we're not about stigma. Just take care of right. yourself, kids. Take care of yourself. The vaccine is is available yeah that's why we tell you where you can get it the vaccine's available and now that school's back in we also have to talk about the meningococcal vaccine yeah everybody get prepared for the meningitis because that's going around too yes that's something that hasn't gotten as much airplay as monkeypox but it's been going around longer than it well, has been but monkeypox went from like one case to fourteen thousand. yeah exactly that gets a little bit more prioritized yeah sure does it sure does. And so prioritizing this day, honey, do we have some things going on today? Oh, um, yeah, there's lots of local stuff going on. Tuesday is jam-packed. Tuesday is jam-packed. It's Secrets in Kissimmee. You can see the April Fresh along with some other people. Tora Hyman and uh, Misty, uh, Misty Trees. Mystery Hugger. Mystery Hugger. And then the other one. Oh, my can't remember who it was. It's one of her other It's ones. not Daphne Ferraro who does that. I, I can't remember who it is that does it down there. I can't think of it either. Me neither. It I can't just, think of it, her name. I can see her. I know exactly what she looks like. But yeah, but it's it's a nice show. And then afterwards, there's a dance party. Clothing Scott optional. Robert. Scott Roberts DJing. Also tonight going on at Savoy is our friend Gregory Metz. They're doing the comedy there. And he has it's a pretty big lineup from what I've seen for tonight. Yep. It's a pretty big lineup. Um, and then, of course, coming up tomorrow on Wednesday is at Mango's, Tora Hyman. That's who else is at Secrets tonight. No, there's a third one. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> also and, tonight, uh -huh. if you want to go early, Brendan Bunting O'Connor is doing the We Miss Taffy Bingo at Tactical Brewing. Mm -hmm. That's at 7 o'clock, and it's at 4882 New Broad Street, 32814. And coming up this weekend on Sunday is April Fresh's Comedy Brunch, which is going to have Taffy was supposed to be in it, um, but with her untimely passing... We have now Divine Grace, who is going to be doing um, a taffy tribute, a taffy but it's tribute. not an in memoriam. Right. It's absolutely hysterical. And it's all comedy. Yes. Yes. It's all comedy. because That's why it's called the Comedy Brunch. And lastly, Orlando Pride is coming up. Yes, it is. Come out with Pride. And now that it's back in full force, they're having a Rainbow House dance at the Ace Cafe. I love I love the Ace Cafe. I can't wait to see this party. This is going to be a good party. They've got a DJ from D, a DJ Deton from Dallas. They have Seth Breezy, DJ from Atlanta, 
They have Susan Morabito, who is an absolute icon, and they have GSP playing from Greece. And Lady Camden is going to be in the house. Yay. And that's going to be from 8 until 2 a.m. after so, the Pride Parade. <laughs> so stay downtown. And at Ace Cafe is downtown Orlando, directly across the street from the Lynx bus station. Yeah, I think it's Livingston and Garland. Livingston, yes. And you can get tickets for that at either Joe Whitaker, W-H-I-T-A-K-E-R presents.com or J-W-F presents.com. Yes. And they're also having a happiness tea dance on Sunday at the Ace Cafe from 3 to 9, from 3.30 to 9.30 with uh, Susan Morabito and I can't remember the other guy's name. I'm so sorry. But those tickets, again, are at Joe Whitaker presents or J-F-W presents.com. Right, right. And that is on the 15th of October, so it's just a little over a month and a half away. Ooh. I'm excited for Pride. Yeah, Pride's going to be great this year. It was great last year, but this year it's going to be. I think Casper bought a float. The one we were on last year? Yeah. They bought one. Oh, They're good. not renting it because they went out of business. Oh, good. We'll, we'll dish about that later. Yes, yes. So just to get on to some other topics that this is a little more serious. We've had been having some fun here, a little serious time, too. But a Michigan Attorney General Nessel joins the coalition opposing Florida's Don't Say Gay Law. That was so heartening. This is so great. It's a coalition of 16 attorney generals from across the country. They filed an amicus brief opposing Florida's Parental Rights and Education Act, which is also known in what we refer to as the Don't Say Gay Law. Nessel is a Democrat, and he's Michigan's first openly gay top statewide official. And he says the law, which prevents classroom discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity, poses a serious threat to LGBTQ students students who she says are particularly vulnerable to discrimination. Yep. So this is pretty good that there are 16 attorney generals at 16 different states that are saying, and now 17, that are saying, hey, Florida, no, this whole don't say gay law. And there's other states that have these very same bills going through their places too now. There's so much to it. Yeah. Because Sarasota just yanked all of their stuff. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was in the bill K through three. Exactly. But this is high school stuff. Exactly. It's supposed to just be K through three, but the law They're entirely bearing. bans ca- classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in K through three, but it also requires the state education agency write new classroom instructions for standards that must be followed by grades four through 12. Yeah, but you can't stop the world while you write a bill. Exactly. You can't stop school. You can't stop the beat. (laughs) And we had the judge just a day ago overturn the Stop Woke Act for corporations. Yes, which is really good. It is. Because like he said, in the he he actually quoted Stranger Things in his in the uh, the thing, he's like the popular television Stranger Things. The Upside Down presents a parallel dimension containing containing a distorted version of our world. Now, like the heroine in Stranger Things, this court is asked to pull Florida back from the Upside Down. Oh, because they were trying to govern what private corporations can right. do. Right. When you can't do that, and they said it's a violation of freedom of speech. 
Yeah. And it is. And if you remember, um, this is kind of funny. It gets a little political. But back in the day, and I believe it was, I can't remember who was president. But back in the day, there was a big, maybe when Obama was president, that there was this big lawsuit about corporations. Yes, it was when Obama oh, was Citizens president. Citizens United. And, uh, and so it became, because of the whole um, Corporations or people. Because of oh, off, offering abortion alternatives or... or, um, or oh, the Hobby Lobby case, too. The Hobby Lobby case, yeah, came out that corporations are also people and have rights. That's Citizens United. So because of that, you know, that kind of kicks them in the butt because— It seems like Rhonda Mm -hmm. threw a whole lot of red meat into the cage— Mm-hmm. To rile up an election, and now we're having to deal with the fallout of all these people saying, "Um, that's not the way it is." Right. With um, with the Michigan, with the Don't Say Gay Law, the coalition. It, it's from New Jersey, California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, D.C., Hawaii, Illinois, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Nevada, New York, and Oregon. Those are all the ones that had. Taken their own state initiative to legalize gay marriage. Yes. 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 They did. They made, uh, they put out a brief and in it they said Florida's law is extreme. Although Florida claims the act is intended to protect children and preserve parental choice, the attorney general, the attorneys general have curricula in place to allow for age appropriate discussion of LGBTQ plus issues while respecting parental views on the topic. Yeah, they're just trying to throw a blanket over all of us. Yes, yes. Sorry, I'm too hot. It's summertime. I can't stand a blanket Uh on me. Uh-huh. We don't need blankets. Oh, Michael Jackson's blanket can come talk with us. Ice blanket, yeah. Oh, I would love an ice blanket. That would be lovely. (laughs) So just to get away from that also... Oh, this is so funny. So, Is this my favorite? This is what happened in Utah. A woman called her local LGBTQ center to complain about her gay neighbor. Hysterical. She, uh, Utah Pride Center employee posts video of the voicemail in which the caller says her gay neighbor has been shooting lasers into her home. Are they the space lasers? Uh, no, they're gay lasers. Is this gay animal control? Gay animal control? How may I place yes. your phone? Yes. Yes. He says, so I work for a queer resource center, and we get a lot of crazy calls, but this is my favorite voicemail we got so so far. And in the message, she stated her name. She says, I'm having a problem with a gay person that I've known for a while, and he is bothering me, and I would like to report him to you. And I know that you can help me so that he will not bother me any long. (laughs) Any longer. After the voicemail ends she called us like we were gay animal control this is how wit the person who wrote it and and posted it he says she called us like we are gay animal control to remove the bothersome homosexual from her neighborhood can you imagine Uh uh-huh uh-huh he also pointed out to a a pause before the woman said gay person implying she almost uttered an anti-gay slur so there's a gay person in my that's my neighbor I've known a while and he's shooting lasers at me maybe he's playing with his cat yes 
Yes. So that wasn't enough. She called them a second time. She did not. Before he could call her back, she called them. And when he spoke to her, she told him the gay man in question lived across the street from her for years. He's evil, she said. He's wicked. He's satanic. And he has been harassing her, but she can't prove it. She said he has energy machines in his house that shoot electrical oh, pulses here we go. through her window, into her window, to harm her. And so they, um, she also claimed the game man also got his next-door neighbor one of those machines, too. You mean the love and tolerance rays I saw on Amazon? It's all the, the, uh, the rainbow rays, the color of the rainbow. She said, I felt two of them hit me straight in the chest just the other day. <laughs> She's getting shot by gay lasers through her living room window. <laughs> so. now, you can find this story online. It's at Queerty.com if you want, because we both couldn't believe it when we read it. All you it. have to do is just Google woman calls LGBTQ center to co- and then complain gay neighbor. And it will bring it up because I got it off of Metro Weekly. It's, but it's also on Queerty. It's all over. It's so hilarious. So hilarious. I like when uh, Justin Witt said, she goes, that's a laugh. I can't call the police. They won't do anything. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, right, girl. Like you think we're going to do anything? (laughs) But she had talked to her pastor, and she's a a Mormon, and he knows all about these machines. So I am furiously Google searching to find a, a gay laser machine i know i want to know what this machine is and where do you get one it's probably a disco ball yeah it's probably a disco ball and laser lights because they have a dance floor set up well yeah it's just reflecting so it's coming through and she thinks it's a machine but it's not really energy it just makes you want to dance it's just one, it just makes you want to dance uh, she uh, didn't she do a little jig when it hit her in her chest <laughs> <laughs> See, that to me was hysterical. Yes. I was rolling laughing. I couldn't even believe somebody would call a gay center that we use for our resources and turn us in. Exactly. Exactly. If I was Mr. Witt, I would have asked for his address and sent over flowers. Yes. That in just, the color of a rainbow. Absolutely. Of the pride the pride rainbow. I would too. A laser flower too. arrangement. Ah, <laughs> one of those mirror machines, so it goes yes. on forever. So it keeps going on. She, oh no, she'd be like really calling the center then. Oh, but Utah, you, I know it's in Utah. That's it the place where the like a Florida man, Florida woman it type. It does, story. but that's the place where the the parents were so upset because they're. Girls got beat by another girl mm-hmm. that they actually pulled out the she's transgender card and they had to like check her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Utah. Oh, Utah. You got to be the new Florida. I don't think that can happen. So there's this group that they're they're known as an anti-LGBTQ group, Moms for Liberty. And one of their activists has come out with this ludicrous thing that she says LGBTQ students are like, for example, children with autism, Down syndrome, and they should have special specialized classes. Can you believe that? So we go from one woman who's complaining about gay lasers being shot through her window to another woman who's complaining about gay students and thinking that they should be in special ed. 
Oh, moms, what are y'all thinking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, when I read it, I'm like... She told MSNBC that she believes LGBTQ students should have separate classes from straight and cisgender students in school. I, what in the world? And this aired last week on Field Report with Paula Ramos. Paula Ramos. And this is in Florida now. Yes. Yes, this is in Florida. Um, Moms for Liberty, in case you don't know who they are, they gained notoriety during the pandemic as they attended and protested school board meetings to oppose mask mandates and LGBTQ inclusivity. Inclusivity. Inclusivity inclusivity in school um they have in the past offered bounties for people who turn in teachers who discuss divisive topics they have attacked trevor project for trying to prevent lgbtq teen suicide this is my favorite they tried to get a book about seahorses banned for being too sexy a seahorse a seahorse and saying that two girls briefly kissing at a school function is lewd and traumatic they lobbied in florida for the don't say gay bill <sighs> they said the kids that do have their you know they're confused or they are gay or whatnot that's the way they're trying to go about it is to make it an open conversation and an open thing in classrooms well, wait a minute. But they can have, they, it's not instruction if, if it's discussion. Exactly. So if we remove the parents and we're actually talking about the kids, if the kids need to talk about this, shouldn't they be allowed to talk about it in exactly. school? Exactly. Exactly. I don't think this $1,000 bonus that they tossed under the teachers is enough for all of this crapitola they're putting him through well the way she even says it is like she's doing a favor for us i love when people do that whenever they're doing something totally slapping you in your face but with a smile on their face she says for example children with autism down syndrome they have to have special ip meetings with a counselor they have to be put in separate classrooms i understand because it's a different type of education for children with those disabilities but i think that for children that identify differently there should also be a specialized something for them so they feel that they're important enough that they're being counseled. I'm like, girl, that's slapping me with a smile on your face. Yep. You know? I agree with her sentiments, but I think it's absolutely separate but equal. We're not going back there. Exactly. Exactly. Equal is equal. And she said, I think for some reason why teachers... Uh, I think for the same reasons why teachers wouldn't just bring a child with autism in front of the class and be like, hey, he's got autism embarrassment. And so the article writer, I was like, what is in your eyes embarrassing about being gay? And of course, she's got to slap us in the face with a smile again. She said, it's not something it's not that it's something to be embarrassed about. But you I mean, I'm sure that you understand a lot of kids that are young and feel gay. Some of them are shamed. Yeah, because of the way you're treating them. And he says the article writer, he's like, because they can't op- because they can't openly talk about it in their classrooms. And she says, right, which I understand, but there's just a way to go about it so everybody's respected. Yeah, and putting him in a separate classroom isn't the way to respect them. It's not a respect at all. It turns into more bullying. Yep. 
Yep. Um, later in that same show, Ma the Miami-Dade chapter chairman, Eulila Jimenez, said that kids are being influenced to being gay. She says, I believe that the gay community has felt invalidated and left out, and rightfully so, they want their place. But again, why does this need to be imposed on young children? Because gay kids can be gay kids. So gay kids can be gay kids. So they can be kids, actually. I knew in fifth grade. Exactly. For people, for, gay kids should be able to, allowed to be be kids, be gay kids at that. Yeah, that story was just absolutely. And it's a non-issue if if they actually ask kids, it's a non-issue. Yeah, the younger generations don't have as big an issue with it uh -huh. as the older ones that are now screaming about it. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, just so frustrating. Yeah. Give me happy. Give me gay. Right. It just needs too much of that. So something on a more better schedule, on a better schedule, <laughs> on a, I was reading, on a better topic, Wonder Woman, the original Wonder Woman, Linda, Linda Carter, she, she refers, she recalls her first time at a gay bar and says it was hysterical. That would have been interesting. It was an interview with Glad's Anthony Allen Ramos, another Ramos, <laughs> in an ad. Linda Carter recalled her when her friend and makeup artist, Way Bandy, took her to a gay club during her time on Wonder Woman in the 70s. She said, we pranced in and all the men were dancing together. It was very audacious New York gay bar. It was hysterically funny. I just enjoyed being around my gay and lesbian friends so much. Way Bandy was really something. Yeah. She said, I don't enjoy the hard times and there's no way that you can understand it unless you live in. I don't pretend to. So they went on, of course, to the issue of politicians and attract, attacking drag queens. So they're talking about, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis suggesting that parents who take their children to drag shows should be investigated. Um, there's right-wing protests against family-friendly drag events. It's spread across the U.S., spread across the U.K., Britain, uh, Bristol in July, a drag time story hour was forced to reschedule due to an aggressive protesters. Yep. So the interviewer asked Linda Carter what she thought about politicians suggesting that people younger than 18 shouldn't attend drag events. She says, I know you have spent some time around drag queens. What is your reaction to this latest attack on the community? Ramos asked her. She said, what I think is most scary thing is that story times and birthday party are clowns. Okay, they terrify me. Not drag queens, clowns. And Wonder Woman Linda Carter is an ally to the LGB community throughout her whole career. Uh, she's posted a series of tweets detailing how Wonder Woman is a, a queer icon. She, you know, she posted it herself. And in one tweet, she wrote, I didn't write Wonder Woman, but if you want to argue that she is somehow not a queer or trans icon, then you're not paying attention. Oh, my God. She was from an island of all women. Uh-huh. And she was an Amazon. And she was an Amazon. Yes. Yes. So I'll write for you, Linda Carter. I've always loved her. Always loved her. When I'm in swivel chairs, I swim. I do you turn really? around. I do the Wonder Woman thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, it's good for you. And I really loved her, her younger sister, Drusilla. I vaguely remember show. that. She was like a Wonder Woman, a Wonder Girl. 
is who she was. Okay. She had the same kind of outfit, but hers only had the stars in separate outfits. It was more like a one-piece bathing suit. Yeah, Wonder Girl. I loved her, too, on the show. They just go too far. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So we've talked about him before. Um, um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Let me find it. Schumach, Travis Schumach. He's the uh, first openly gay drag racer. And we you don't mean, mean. You mean car racer. Yeah, we mean hot rod race, <laughs> not drag queen drags, drag race, but the uh, drag race, the original the drag funny race. Cars. The cars. Well, this last week he went to a Kansas event and he's hoping to be the first openly gay winner of this event. And he has a rainbow, a rainbow car. Now, he's also said that he's been surprised by how welcoming the racing community has been to him. You know, you think NASCAR when you think racing and you think, okay, they're not, you know, they're all the far right wing that they're not all into the gays and. But but in Drag Race, the, he, they have been very, very open to him. Uh, and see, I don't even think NASCAR is definitely that way. I don't either. I don't think the actual drivers are that way. The fans. No, I, I think yeah, the fans. It's the fans. It's not the drivers. Yeah. Just like it's the parents. It's not the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm 100% with you. I would love to see a stock car or a drag race like that. So, oh, I love. I them. love funny cars. Yeah, we used to go to Ocala where Big Daddy Don Garlitz had all of his stuff when they used to do that up there. Yeah, that was a blast. It's fun. It's really fun. Or going to the one out by UCF. Yep. The bus crashes. Yep. Yep. That's a good time. His his dad was a drag racer, also a title winning drag race, and he is a well known figure himself. He he appeared in three Funny Car Finals. He won two of them, one in nineteen eighty one and one in nineteen eighty two. Oh, so he's older. Trip Shoemaker, that was his dad that oh. won that. Oh, okay. His dad won those. Oh, okay. But he so he grew up racing competitive carts, like go karts and all that. He said, like um, Dale Jr. Yeah, he says. But when my dad passed away when I was fifteen, we sold the go kart and I went into competitive cheerleading. That's when I got really gay. I always joke. So he was also a competitive cheerleader, which is awesome. But to go from something that is considered more considered more gay. To something that is not even more straight. <laughs> yeah, that's not even. You don't even think of gay in that. That's well, gays awesome. can be anything. Yes, doctors, lawyers, firefighters, hot rod racers, drag queens, drag queens, gays, drag kings, drag kings. Yes, yes, bio queens. Oh, see now that word is like that has some weird connotations. It's just a girl that does drag. Oh. A cis woman that does drag. Oh, it's called bio queen. Yeah. I didn't know that. They're biologically female, so they're a biological queen. Oh, like Maddie Morphosis was a... Yes, as a straight queen. Oh. I love that. I follow Maddie on, on, on TikTok. Yeah, he should have never worn that clown outfit, though. No. That yeehaw. There's a lot of his drag isn't, it's not drag, it's not your normal run-of-the-mill everyday drag. He's more a comedy queen. Yeah. 
just like in the re- in the reunion, he came up in his KFC Colonel Sanders outfit. That was funny. He that's one of his go tos that he that he does a lot. I think he's really cute too. Oh, but you have a crush on a straight drag queen. <laughs> oh. Speaking of drag queen and shows, a Texas church staged an unlicensed Hamilton with an anti-gay message. It was produced by the Door Ministries of McKellen. Oh, I didn't think that you could take that and just do that. Yes, that you can't. The Door Ministry of McKellen produced an unauthorized version of Hamilton that included religious and anti-LGBTQ rhetoric. Ooh. So. Oopsie. Yeah. So what they did was they, instead of it being Hamilton, they used Jesus Christ as Hamilton. What? They threw Jesus Christ in the mix. How? That's they just threw it in, they just threw it in, but it didn't stop the Door Christian Fellowship Ministries of McLennan from performing their own illegal adaptation on August fifth and sixth. It's in Southern Texas. Of mm-hmm. So they incorporated Christian messaging into it, and one performance was accompanied by a sermon with a sermon by Pastor Ramon Gutierrez that compared homosexuality to addiction. He said, maybe you struggle with alcohol, with drugs, with homosexuality. Maybe you struggle with other things in life, your finances, whatever. God can help you tonight. He wants to forgive you for your sins. Now, that is, uh, that's nowhere in Hamilton. Let me remind you. <laughs> I thought Hamilton was mostly rap. I mean, he would at least made it rhyme. Yeah, exactly. So the show is proof that history remembers, he said, and love is love is love is love is love is love cannot be killed or swept aside. That's what um, the original... Lin-Manuel Miranda. Lin-Manuel, yeah, Miranda. That's one thing that he had said about it. But aside from Gutierrez's homophobic sermon, Christian messaging was implanting in both performances. They added a scene which appears nowhere in the original text. It portrays Alexander Hamilton given his life to Jesus. Other scenes were altered with references to Christianity and not found in the original show. Oh, Lord. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That's just... First of all, they I'm sure they were slapped with a cease and desist yeah, that's, order. That's what I was just going to say. That's Hamil- the first Hamilton thing that's going to come. Hamilton sent a cease and desist letter informing the performance on August 5th. The church was able to continue with the August 6th performance as long as the footage was removed from the web and no pictures or video was taken. But the first but the first performance alone violated copyright laws. Absolutely. You can't do that with any play. Yes, and Miranda was grateful to everybody who reached out about the illegal and authorized productions on Twitter to him. And they said, now lawyers do their work. So it is wrapped up with the lawyers now. Well, of course it should be. And there is no way that the church, Dora McAllen Church, there's no way that they are going to win in this at all. No religious freedom allows copyright infringement. It's just the confluence of too many weird things. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's 444. Good luck. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Amazing, isn't that? It is. Could I ask you a couple of questions about my favorite story? You sure can. Do you dread long walks on the beach? Is there a ideal hike through the woods that is like a personal hell to you? 
Yes. Are no. you into more camp than adult camping? Yes. Then perhaps you can relate to the newest Reddit user, the indoor gaze. Yes, tell us about the indoor gaze. I did not know, but I have accepted myself as an indoor gay. As an indoor gay. Me too. I, I am too. I like anything or indoors where all the guys are indoors. Seriously, what city do I need to move to to play board games, video games, watch TVs on the couch, go to a museum, and try a restaurant? Mm hmm. I like volleyball. I like snowboarding. I like kayaking and hiking, but only for a few hours at a time. I don't want to rough it in the wilderness for a week. No. I'll glamp, but I won't camp. I would glamp. And I'll camp for like two days, but after yeah. that, I really want a real shower. Yes. No PTA baths after yes. that. And it's funny that people are like calling themselves indoor gays. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Florida, we just call it summer. Right. It's just summer. Everybody else, everybody becomes an indoor gay. <laughs> Another person wrote, here, my Roman ancestors didn't invent concrete and indoor plumbing so I could sleep on the ground like an animal. <laughs> Another said, this made me LOL. I don't want to hike or camp or go to the beach. Give me cooking dates, the movies, restaurant, AC in the summer, and heat in the winter. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It, this is the worst time to be going to sawmill. It's so sweaty. It's so Oh, horrible. it's like walking it's into a sauna every time you open a door. Mosquitoes. Oh, see, I haven't had a problem with those this year, and I'm very happy. Oh, I have. They've been around. When in the little inside section of our front porch, mosquitoes oh, yeah. are bad there, but you step outside the front, and they aren't so bad. I'm lucky mosquitoes don't like my blood. They like mine, and I have a little response that I tell people, but I won't say it on the air. <laughs> it's so, also something that happened, it is a Florida man thing. Oh, yeah. It happened in Wilton Manors. This was shocking. A man brought a grenade into a bar in, in the corner pub in Wilton Manors. Did you say grenadine? <laughs> grenade. A grenade. A, a hand grenade. grenade. A hand grenade. A hand grenade, and he also had guns on him, too. And he was stopped by a gay former Marine. He disarmed him. So, a Florida patron at a Florida gay bar used his wits and military experience to take down a man with a grenade this week. And it was all captured on, vi on video. It was in Wilton Manors at the Corner Pub Tuesday evening, which is in a busy night, after an unidentified man entered the popular gay bar, called over the bartender, placed a grenade on the counter, and warned he had guns in his car. The I would have flipped. The bartender, Joseph Shakespeare, told one of the uh, NBC affiliate, it kind of freaked me out a little bit, but he said his first thoughts were about the safety of the customers. I was just thinking, stay calm, because we have a lot of people in here, and this is our community, so I want to keep everybody safe. So Because the bar itself isn't that big. No, it's not. It's no. It's it would have blown bar. that whole plaza out. Exactly, and on the street. And that's when former active duty Marine Daryl Darling, oh, he's such a darling. He is. Stepped too. right up. He was agitated, he said. He was agitated at someone in the bar and he was looking to pick a fight. He had shown me a grenade immediately as I walked up. It looked real. 
So rather than physically disarming the man, Darling said he struck up a conversation to distract him. The diversion worked as Shakespeare was able to call the police and help the other customers leave the bar. Then when the bar was empty, Darling convinced the man to leave the bar with him so they could hang out. Well, that's... Did you see the video? Yes. He is a hero. Yes. He really is a hero. That man took one step out the door and he swept his foot and threw his body on him. Yep. And they had been shepherding all the patrons out of the bar while he had him engaged. Yes. Which was absolutely brilliant. And the cops were already there. Yes. What they did, because the cops were called while he was talking to him, while the Marine was talking to him, the bartender called the police because it kept him distracted. They uh, They worked that together. It was all perfectly done. It was, you know, we hear about so many things like that. It could have been another pulse, you know. I, I just worse. can't imagine what kind of fight you would want to pick that you would bring a grenade. Exactly. Because, number one, it's going to blow up, and you're probably going to not be able to get far enough away from it yourself. Right. Right. Now, they haven't, they haven't said who the man, what the man's name was. Or him being charged. Um, oh, I'm sure he was charged. Oh, I'm sure he's charged big time. But none. They have, I don't have a follow-up yet this week, but we could probably have a follow-up on another week coming up. Uh, in mental health news today, <laughs> he's going to have to go to some sort of therapist because that's yeah. sort of, that's crazy. You don't just take a, oh, that was my. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know what that was either. It was a little song coming out saying it's time to talk about older gay men. They offer 15 life lessons to their younger gay pa- counterparts. Really? And yes, they so they did this thing advice to for older gays to give advice to younger gays. And the first one is do not forget your friends. When you are dating, don't forget to maintain your close friendships. Friends endure beyond romantic relationships, and they too require nurturing and maintenance. Yeah. Number two, own your sexuality. Don't be embarrassed to tell sex partners what you like doing in bed or ask for the sex you want. As gay men, we're often taught to feel ashamed of our sexual desires, and that can leave many of us being forever challenged when it comes to saying what we do and what we don't enjoy. So learn what turns you on and discuss that with your partner. Number three is to stay safe. Stay safe. Have as much sex as you want with whoever you want and never feel guilty about it, but always be safe. There is no sex that is so mind-blowing that you risk your health for. And if somebody tries to persuade you to be unsafe, that alone is enough reason to leave. Yep, get up and go. Four, prioritize the right people. Prioritize which people who wish to prioritize you, not who treat those who treat you as an option. Bloop. Which is a really good life lesson for anybody of any age. Absolutely. This one I kind of have a thing with. Support others and they'll support you. Challenge prejudice and discrimination even when it isn't aimed at you or people like you. Now with that, I do understand. But support others like uh, sometimes... um, like if you support drag queens, if you support entertainers, if you support bartenders, so you're supporting them when you're tipping them and stuff. And sometimes they don't turn around and support you whenever you're doing something. 
That's true. So, so support, so support the right things. This is the best way I can say: help when you can, and accept help when you need it. That's I would part absolutely that. agree with that. Action number six is action speaks louder than words. Some may say they're committed to you or feel a certain way about you, but if their actions say otherwise, listen to their actions. People reveal themselves through their actions, not their words. Number seven is strive to be kind. That's something I do always. It's just part of me. Being cruel is not funny. Number eight, don't ignore warning signs. If you get a red flag or you feel red flags, Believe me, those red flags you are feeling are for a reason, and listen to yourself. Hi, I'm sorry about last night. Here's a dozen red flags. Exactly. No. Exactly. Eight. This one's important. Yes, it is. No, this is nine. Or nine. Yeah, eight was the flags. Nine. Swap contact details. If you have amazing sex with someone in a bathhouse or other sex being you, don't be shy of asking for the, the phone number. If you don't, you'll never see them again, most likely, and you may regret not asking for it. Because you can't find them through a Craigslist ad. Exactly. Not everyone is looking for an anonymous brief encounter. In fact, most people aren't. Ten, the right partner goes beyond the physical. Yep. Which is yeah, you don't you don't have longevity with a partner unless you you know, you don't have Symbiosis. longevity whenever you have whenever it's just physical. Good sex involves your heart, your head and your other parts. If if you're only thinking with the other part, don't be surprised if you feel lonely after it's all done and your heart and head saying, "Hey, why didn't you let us in on this?" <sighs> So you don't fall in love with anyone just because he has a good-looking other part or any body body part that's gorgeous. No. Now, 11, don't fall for myths. The only saying that no one loves a fairy over 40 is a big, fat lie. Absolutely. Exactly. There are some people over 40 that fall in love and people are looking for, and, you know, age is just a thing. It's, It's just a number. Number 12, things will change, and that's okay. Meaning, as you get older, things change. (laughs) All the way around. All the way around. Love is different for you when you're in your 20s. It's also different than the 30s. It's also different when you're in your 40s. Or your older years. 13, cherish all generations. Every generation is fabulous in its own way, and every generation will face its own struggle. Like the generations now is facing monkeypox, meningitis and covid we faced aids you know and stds and stds and an overwhelming amount of death yes yes number 14 is choose the relationship that's right for you it's possible to love more than one person at the same time equally and differently some of us are naturally suited to non-monogamy and that can also be a committed relationship but be honest with your partner use yourself and your partner because cheating is not the way to go it sucks yeah honesty is the best policy and this actually goes back to this is a perfect way of going back to one of my things from this past week Number 15, life is too short to not be yourself. Yep. I've already said life is too short to not cherish every moment, but life is also too short to not be yourself. Life is too short to spend time hiding your true self or trying to live up to the expectation of others. This is your life, and you only get to live it once. 
And thank God for Miss P because she told people that at every show. Exactly. It's not a dress rehearsal. This is it. This is life. This is the only chance we get at life. There is no dress rehearsal. There is no there is no um, dress rehearsal. There's no other rehearsal. You just have to live it. Like La Cage Full, I am what I am. And I am what I am. What I <laughs> now I want potatoes. I want spinach. That's like Popeyes. Oh, now I want Popeyes. <laughs> now Popeyes would be really good right now. Mm. I could go for some Popeyes after I leave. And speaking of leaving, mm. it's gotten to be that time again. This has been another edition of Out Loud Orlando, the homo happy hour. Remember to always fight the good fights and always swing first. We may be one human family, somewhat dysfunctional, but still a human family. And I am your host, DJ Crazy JC John. I love you. I'm the elderberry and I love you. And we will see you next Tuesday. Charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. And don't forget, oh, that's something we didn't talk about with RuPaul's Celebrity Secret Drag Race I've been watching. Taylor Dane, girl. Don't forget, you can call Crew Help and you can get a hold of Department of Health for your monkeypox vaccines. Really important. Monkeypox. Watch out. And your pit's gonna smell once you get that vaccine. Pungent.